2: I was a traditional psychotherapist for years. After a while, you feel like you're just getting people better at their stories. That's Mm. not a good plan because when people are entrenched in their stories, they can't break out. There's not a lot of growth in that. This process is not about story. It's about what are you feeling now? Let's change that and let's see where you want to go. What do you want in life? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? My mission is, ah, let's see what's standing in the way of that. Okay, you got some fear, some worries, some doubt, and we go after it in a very topical way, in the moment, not in the story.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. That was a little clip from today's guest, Thomas Jones. I'm so excited for you to dive in. Are you excited? You should be very excited. Thrilled to have him on the show today. He's a psychotherapist, author, musician, and founder of an innovative technique, The Paradox Process. The process employs negative thoughts in order to produce a perception, polarization, essentially showing you how you can change your life by learning to direct your mind. In the world of medicine, his approach would be described as renegade. However, the proof is inarguable. Jones has been highly successful in his work for the last 40 years, yes, 40 years with clientele that includes CEO, television journalist, Oscar, Emmy, and Tony Award winning performers, doctors, musicians, artists, health coaches, social workers, psychologists, and business professionals across the globe. Jones has also shown them how to strategize for success in every area of their lives from manifesting the career of their dreams to achieving intimate, loving, lasting relationships. Thomas currently lectures, teaches workshops and retreats, and practices privately in New York City where he resides with his family. We didn't get a chance to plug their social media accounts, but they are at Paradox Process. You can follow them on Instagram as well as TikTok. And yeah, as Thomas says in the end, I want you to stick till the end because he gives you these wonderful, amazing tips about a morning routine that is going to change your life. Just implement them and it's short and sweet we love a little short and sweet caveat to add to the morning routine. In addition, we kind of dive in a little bit and you get to understand the process and kind of see me uncapped with it. I did that when I had Teresa on the show way, way back during the pandemic. And you'll kind of hear all about the process itself, where it came from, how it started, and how it's evolved. And if you're new to the luxury of self-care, welcome. I'm glad that Thomas brought you here, or The Paradox brought you here, or a newsletter brought you here, or a friend told you to tune in. We have episodes every Tuesday that come out. And this is episode 186. So there's plenty of content to dive into if you are enjoying what you're hearing. If you're really loving it, do me a favor and head on over to Apple Podcast and give me that five-star rating. Please leave us a review. Let me know what you loved about this episode, what you love about the show, or what you'd like to hear more of. That's great feedback for us so we can continue to evolve the show itself. In addition, hit that subscribe button so you can be alerted every time a new episode drops every week. So sit back, enjoy, and welcome Thomas Jones to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast.
0: Welcome to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm so excited to have you.
2: I'm excited to be here. I love the name, by the Thank way. Thank
0: you. Actually, it came up during COVID. I oh. I mean, I as we all were trying to navigate through some interesting times and I was in Manhattan and living in my apartment and trying to stay stimulated in all different ways. And someone said something on about the word luxury and I was like, yeah, like that is what self-care is to me. Like I am more of I feel more luxurious in my life when I am taking care of myself mentally and physically. So that's kind of where the whole name came from.
2: Makes sense. I like the idea. I like the concept.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. So since I am very familiar with the paradox process, just so we can get newcomers on board with uh, your entire, like everything you have to offer outside of just yourself as Thomas, if you were to like elevator pitch me what the paradox process is, like your two minute or up. 60 second, whatever you want to take as your guidelines, elevator pitch be, uh, what the paradox process is all about.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I've, I've explained it emotionally. I've expa- explained it spiritually. I've explained it intellectually. But here's what I would say. I would say that it's a command language for the mind that changes your feelings and emotions instantly. Mm-hmm. Okay, That it allows you to interact with the feelings that are going on with you in a way that you, you eliminate the negative feelings and you gain insight and information into the issue that w- you're working on. Okay. So it's that kind of a tool. It's incisive. It's on point. You know, you don't need a lot of history or background to work with it.
0: So I think that's the beauty of it too. So if, if we continue to break that down even more, how, how did the paradox process come to be?
2: Well, here's, how, here's the evolution of it. I came out of a uh, a home life that was fairly loveless. And so I threw myself headlong into love, right? I wanted a relationship. I wanted love of my own. And it blew up in my face. It was a disaster, right? Because you go into a situation like that with all your needs, you're going to get clobbered, right? Sure, sure. And, and I did. And I was miserable. I was I was in Brooklyn College. I was in pre-med. I decided that I needed to find some answers for me. Mm. And I I went on this kind of journey, this exploration, and um, I became a a therapist. I was a psychotherapist. I worked in a program and I met another guy who was also miserable. And we decided, we decided, let's use our skills Mm. um, instead of working with other people and working on whatever they were up to. Let's use our skills to find the real reasons why we're unhappy. And so we went on a journey. We used every modality that was out there. And back then, I won't even tell you what year it is. But back then, there was some crazy modalities. There was primal therapy, and there was gestalt therapy and transactional analysis. And we tried every one of them. We wanted Mm -hmm. to get to the point where we could deal with the pain and eliminate the pain. And all of them left something lacking, which was frustrating, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: so we stumbled on and i really mean stumbled on a meditation that we devised where we decided let's try let's start, try a different approach with meditation let's state an issue that we want to work on and then meditate using the mantra accept the unacceptable mm-hmm. right so we started using this mantra and we started to see that it released the feelings and emotions which was interesting right but it also gave us insight and information into the issue so not only were we pain free which was already miraculous but we understood something we didn't know before and so we were hot on the trail of discovering hey this is this is a pretty good technique you know at the point we didn't have any intention of teaching other people this we were just looking after ourselves it was you know the, what is it the luxury of self care Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so we continue to perfect it for ourselves when we started to teach it, because finally we realized this is too good a tool not to share. Right. Sure. So we had people do the meditation, but that wasn't quick enough for people that wasn't on point enough for people. They didn't have the patience to go through every issue and to meditate on each one and, you know, dredge their way through it. So, we devised a method where we could trigger that meditation subconsciously by using keys or key phrases. So we can and I'm sure you're familiar with that right. So we came up with key phrases that would trigger this meditation and do that clearing quickly and subconsciously in a way that all we got was the results. So once we started doing that, people got really interested, and then it became a very useful tool,
0: yeah, yeah. and i'm I come from a yoga I teach yoga as well, so. Okay. I'm a huge fan of talking about meditating and a client had just said to me today, something about like, she's like, I love all these like the stories that you have during our final Shavasana. And I said, well, it's, it isn't easy to meditate. And we, we go through this whole entire series of Asanas to, to lay still and to meditate and it's still difficult. And then we beat ourselves up when we leave class and say like, oh, my, my mind drifted. So it's definitely not an easy task, especially when you're starting to introduce it to everyone. But the keys. At least for me, too, going through the process myself, the keys have been extremely useful as you're, as you're coining them.
2: Yeah. We try to make it as simple as possible, right? Mm-hmm. As accessible as possible. And so you can cover a lot of ground with an issue when you're using those keys. You just break it down. So really, you're analyzing an issue, breaking it down, using the keys to clear the emotional charge. And then you check back and see. What do I know now that I didn't know before? And so mm-hmm. you get this hit of insight or information, which I think is really the payoff, mm-hmm. right? You asked a good question in one of your series of questions, something about feelings. Is it important to feel our feelings?
0: Mm. Why, why is it so important to process our feelings?
2: Yeah. And, you know, there's yeah. a couple of reasons for that. One if you don't process your feelings, your feelings have babies, okay? <laughs> they start to expand yeah. and insinuate themselves into other areas, okay? Mm. So I can start out being angry at this, but before you know it, I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at everything and everyone. And so it's wise to be hip to yourself, to get on to yourself, and to be aware of the feelings and emotions that you're going through. Sure. But it's also important to feel those feelings because every one of them has information. Every one of them has useful insight that when you kind of crack the code, when you work your way through that feeling, you're gonna learn something. And so, you know, we have a saying that you gotta feel it to heal it, right? Sure.
0: I love that about everything too. Do you you feel uh, as we kind of went through a little bit of like what came to be, And then the point of why you wanted to create the process, the paradox process, but how did you, how did you go about that? Like we talked about, you know, when it was becoming useful and people liked it, but like what, what even was that process of leaving it as this is too good to be true? And how do we start to share it?
2: Well, you tell me if this story is boring. I'm going to tell you the origin story and you,
0: okay. Okay.
2: you, You can decide. Okay. All right. All right. But when we discovered this, we thought we had the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. So, we were like, oh yeah. my God, this is the answer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: We thought people were going to beat down our door just for the answer. But we were still going a traditional route. We mm-hmm. went to the National Institute of Health and decided to display it for them and see if they would fund us. And they gave us a strong no. Okay. okay. It was more like a hell no. They were <laughs> like, this, you know, this is wonderful. You know, we've seen this work because we walked their people through the process, but it's a little too far to the left for us. And so we were kind of on our own. And then we had to put it out there and develop it on our own. But it turns out that it was a good thing because if we were beholden to them, we would have had to follow their rules and regulations and their accounting system and so forth. And I don't think it could have grown the way it grew because it really followed our growth. You know, I worked yeah. on what I was going through. Mm-hmm. My partner, Roger Bell, worked on what he was going through. And then we would collaborate.
0: And you and were invested we would... in it more than.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. You had stake in it. At any point, at any point, we made a deal that at any point, if this doesn't work, we're abandoning it, right? We're done.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. That's a big, that's a big ask. Like, cause it's kind of your baby. It was something you developed. So.
2: It is yeah. because you know at a certain point you think is this really as good as I think it is is it really working the way I think it's working yeah. and then you know the proof is in the pudding so thousands of people later yeah it works yeah. but again I would have changed it or walked away or or done something different if it hadn't
0: I think sometimes we we see that initial failure and I and I don't like to use that word, but I've been talking a lot about listening through failure lately
2: yeah,
0: and, um, learning through that process of it. So like you said, you're like thinking, Hey, we got the best thing since sliced bread and I want to go out and I want to share it. And like, this is going to be easy. And then you re- <laughs> re- then you think, Oh no, did we fail? Did we not? But then, like you said that all that did from what I'm hearing in a nutshell, it, it, Put more that you are pouring your souls into it you are investing more in creating it what it truly is today that you know I'm taking with currently with Teresa and so why why do you feel these tools are like truly successful like what do you think the key secret sauce is
2: the winning formula sure
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, these tools are, they're so interesting. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder why we're saying this one today. Or I wonder why we're redundantly saying that one today. Yeah.
2: See, see, now I can tell you all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You got the inside dope. Right. But but here's why I think it's important and valuable. I was a traditional psychotherapist for years, right? Mm -hmm. And after a while, you feel like you're just getting people better at their stories. And that's Mm -hmm. not a good plan. Because when people are entrenched in their stories, they can't break out there's not a lot of growth in that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this process is not about story. It's about what are you feeling now? Let's change that. And let's see where you want to go. You know, the thing Mm -hmm. I do with people that I work with is I ask them first, what do you want in life? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? And I'll take it from there. Because Mm -hmm. then my mission is, ah, let's see what's standing in the way of that. Okay, you got some fears some worries, some doubt, and we go after it in a very topical way, in the moment, not in the story.
0: Sure, sure. And when you are working with a client, this wasn't even on my agenda, but do you feel like it's a different formula for each person? Do you feel some people could really excel with taking more than one class a week and you think others maybe are better off with touch and go? Or do you think that there's kind of a formula to following along with it?
2: No, I was I was telling a group of facilitators that I'm teaching, you got to make a plan for the person. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody is different. Everybody grows at a different pace. And if they're not growing, you know, to where you think it's fast enough, slow down. Sure. Because you need to meet them where they are and then bring them to where they want to be. So some people, they love it, they take to it, they drink it all in and they kind of play with all the tools and get very imaginative. Some people use one or two keys and that's it. And that's enough. And that's great.
0: I think that's been my struggle out of, and it could be because I'm not taking as much. My struggle coming out of it is I'm listening back, which I love because I also Mm. love to see my growth and look back at the things that I was stressed about. It's like a vocal class. Like you go in and you're taking all these vocal lessons and you're working with your vocal coach. And then I'm not in theater anymore, but when I was, and then I'll go back and listen to something that maybe clicks for a new role I'm playing or a new song I'm approaching. But like realizing the things that I was working on then still have a connection, but also to be like, wow, I, gosh, I remember being so stressed about that. and Look how much I've been able to harness that tool now. But doing it on my own has been a little bit more of a, a difficulty, like understanding and cultivating how do I go about doing this when I don't have the opportunity to do it, Teresa, when it's something that like I need to do within the next couple of minutes.
2: Yeah, I give I give people some set pieces that they can use and exercises they can do every morning so that oh, you know yeah. where you're going, you know what you're doing. And by the way, I, I give an exercise and I'll give it to you before we get off. Okay. That it's 60 seconds of one key, 60 seconds of the other, and you're done. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. So <laughs> it's like in and out. Got it. In
2: and out. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you it's going to change your mindset. You know, add the- it to your
0: morning routine. I'm like telling everybody, add it to your morning routine. Add it to your routine. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, we have this, this toxic inner dialogue mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not responsible for it. We were taught that. We were brought up that way. And, and you know, so we have a lot negative to say about ourselves. And yeah. we see life through those filters, which is a drag, right? right. So imagine, and the exercise I'm going to give you, is specifically designed to change that inner dialogue into a positive one, right? We love that. Yeah, imagine not yelling at yourself, but actually cheering yourself on and feeling good about it. Yeah. crazy notion,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, you got to stick around for the whole thing so we can hear it. So there's two phrases though that you guys always say that I love. One, I've actually said before, so it kind of, I really connected on it. So the, the one that I connected on is surrender to the bullshit. Yeah yeah and and don't take it personally, and I try to use that a lot in in my relationship, to be honest personally, like we 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 do we talk about things and I'm like don't take it so personally, like I'm not coming at you, I'm not attacking you like that's something that you need to work through because like that this is just me speaking. it's not so we hear that a lot, and I think you used to hear this phrase it was like a big phrase for me in the early 2000s in high school. it was uh don't worry about it. And and it was like, I felt excluded by that phrase. So I think sometimes mm. taking, mm. hearing, don't take it personally is, I think on the other end, I've tried to navigate, like, what is that negative draw in it? Because I think we've looked at it, or at least I've seen it in such a positive manner to say those words that they just keep coming off my mouth so easily. Don't take it personally.
2: Yeah, I, I guess you could read that as dismissive, right? Sure. Like, hey, don't take it personally. But yeah. But the reality is that's the key to relationship, right? If right. you can manage and it's not as obscure as it sounds, right? You know, if you understand that people, when they're upset are in their, they're in their shit, they're in their patterns. Yeah, they're there. Right? Yeah. It's not about you. They've lived those patterns long before they met you. Okay. So it's really not personal, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can hold that and see it objectively and, and kind of not engage with their stuff, you're going to see it much more powerfully. You're going to be a better partner because you're not engaging, and you're going to be less hurt because you're not going to take it in like this is something about me,
1: it's right?
2: A, it, but look, everything I just said is not easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but but it's a good way to kind of break it down too to not always say that those words specifically, but something along those lines because that's not always yeah, it's not always the easiest easiest thing. So
2: I think it's the hardest thing in the world because relationships by definition are very personal,
0: mm. right? And yeah. we strive And we're most vulnerable around them too.
2: Absolutely, we strive for intimacy. And so, you know, somebody comes off at you, you're going to be like, "Hey, what's that about?" right?
0: Yeah, and then also if it becomes a pattern. So like, I come from a very reactionary family. This isn't new. I've chatted with Teresa a lot about it. And I am I am becoming that. Um, I'm doing better at it. I'm more conscious of it. I'm more aware of it. And I've been working on it because it clearly does not work in my relationship because it's not a way to be. So that's something that I know that I've worked on a lot. And every day is like something new. I was like, sometimes you don't even realize it, but all it's all happening in here, and you're just not hearing it. But I'm doing all the work up here. I promise you, I'm still doing the work. Right. There's way more times I could have responded with reaction.
2: Yeah, and, emotion. And, and you know, it's a muscle. You're building a muscle. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, you know, train your brain and change your life, because. Mm. That's really what you're doing. You know, you're, you're training your, don't react, stop that. Don't go there. Yeah. Right? You're training your mind to not engage, to be objective. And the more right. you, the more you cultivate that objective observer, the the better off you're going to be, the more peace of mind you're going to have, frankly.
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, do you feel that the para- paradox process is a replacement for therapy? or do you feel like it goes hand in hand?
2: I think there are times when therapy is absolutely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Okay? There are times when that's key and I work with a lot of clients who also have a therapist and we work in tandem. You know, and yeah. sometimes they give me a message, my therapist said to clear this. And so okay. I get instructions, great.
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and that's that's something that I had asked. I remember I had asked Teresa very early on, who's my facilitator, and I was like, I just, I just want to know, like, is this something that I should be doing in tangent with something else, or is this a tool that I can use on my own for, especially for a lot of new people that are new to it, um, to know that there's, you can go either way.
2: You can go either way, and you know, if you're, you know, I think of the process as an incredible exploration of your own mind, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you get curious, like, why do I do that? Or why does that happen? Or what the (laughs) hell is this? When you get curious enough, you want to change it, right? Right. And that's where these tools, I think are invaluable because, you know, therapy its wonderful. CBT, DBT, they're great tools, but they don't speak to the moment and they don't change the feeling in the moment. And right. for me, you can nail in so much more insight if you can let go of the fear, let go of the anger, let go of the guilt, and then deal with the issue. So I think it's an incredible incisive tool for on-the-spot work, right?
0: Right, right. And, and speaking of tools, if Thomas could make the perfect beginner toolbox, introducing people to the keys or any toolbox, maybe not even the keys, just something that you think would be really helpful. What would that look like?
2: I think it would be two keys, right? And I would say it this way. So imagine taking an issue that you have some emotional charge with, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. You would then take 60 seconds Mm -hmm. and let your mind rant about the issue because your mind likes to do that anyway,
1: right? right?
2: The difference is you're just saying a key after you're saying feeling clear, right? right? So let's say your partner didn't do something they said they were going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, what's wrong with him? Feeling clear. Why do I have to put up with this? Feeling clear. That isn't fair. Feeling clear. Blah, blah, blah. You just go with the tendency of your mind for 60 seconds and clean that out using that key. Part two, now you're going to flip it on his head. Now you're going to state the positive, right? Okay. And so... You're going to make positive statements as already accomplished fact. And you're going to say affirm clear after each one. So mm-hmm. it might sound like, oh, he's really very loving, affirm clear. He didn't mean anything by it, affirm clear. We're good, affirm clear. I don't want to disturb the peace. affirm
0: clear. But whatever it is for you, right? Come, coming back to the cool cucumber state.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to be, you know, light on your feet, uncharged in a situation. That's mm-hmm. going to be powerful. You know, if you have an issue that you want to play with, that you want to work on, we can do a little work now.
0: Yeah. No, I'd love to do a little work. What toolbox would you like to use? Or is there a specific topic that you'd like to, because usually with Teresa, I like give her a whole 30 minute rundown before we get anywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that makes sense. And that's yes. a good idea. But by, by the way, you got to know the landscape you're dealing with, right? Yeah. But pick something, pick a topic that you have some emotional charge about and let me know what that is. It could okay. be anything.
0: OK, um, let's say like basic stuff around like basic stuff around the house, like household chores, frustrations about sharing tasks. OK, something that's relatable.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it is <laughs> sure.
0: for anybody. Right. Like where we have two people or if you do, we have two people in a household, um, you know, kind of bringing the ship in every day and every night, whether that's with jobs, whether that's with household chores. Um, if you have children t- caring to them. So I feel like this is a good little topic.
2: All right. So, what kind of feelings and emotions are up for you about that? Frustration, resentment, anger.
0: I would say, yeah. I mean, you could go with all of those. Sometimes it's just like seeing the obvious. I like. I'm just. I wish I didn't have to ask. Like it okay, was good. just Very kind good, of good. yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It's good, but yeah. So you know my
2: wife. Okay.
0: Exactly. We're best friends. We just talked before we got on here.
2: (laughs) That's very funny. So, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a scale of zero to 10. Zero is going to be where I want to get you to emotionally, and 10 would be as far away as possible. The zero we're going to work toward is being upset free about the chores, resentment free, light as a feather, accepting of it in a way that you're okay with it. There's no emotional charge. That's zero, how far from that would you be?
0: I'd say we're a little more resolved. Let's go with a solid six. Okay. Yeah. I'm
2: gonna fire statements and questions at you. You're gonna say feeling clear after each one. Some of these things will be true, some of them won't be true, but they all have an emotional charge. So we're really just clearing the emotional charge. Ready? Okay. Why do I have to do everything? Feeling clear. (laughs) Is it infuriating that I work and work and then I have to do the chores? Feeling clear. Wouldn't a little consideration be nice? Feeling clear. Isn't it frustrating that I don't feel seen? Feeling clear. Why is it that I have to say this a thousand times? Feeling clear. Isn't it like I'm not being heard? Feeling clear. Doesn't that disappoint me? Feeling clear. Doesn't that hurt on some deeper level? Feeling clear. Don't I feel like I'm not being recognized in my own relationship?
0: Feeling clear.
2: Doesn't it make me almost violent? <laughs> Feeling clear.
0: <laughs> Feeling I know clear. we're just
2: exaggerating. Don't worry. <laughs> can I trust and know that I can let this go? Feeling clear. Why do I always have to be the bigger one? Feeling clear. Why do I have to be the one who resolves it?
0: Feeling clear. Why is this never solved? Feeling clear.
2: Isn't it fascinating to me that it always lingers, it never solves and it's always there. Feeling clear. What if I knew beyond a death that I can transform this anytime I want? Feeling clear. Can I recognize that if I understood that I'm seen, that I'm understood, that I'm loved, that I'm cared for, and I'm with an idiot,
0: I'd be okay? <laughs> Feeling clear. <laughs> Feeling clear. <laughs>
2: can I recognize that it's more about their executive function than caring about me? Feeling clear. Isn't it important for you to know that, that it just don't have the capacity? To do these things, feeling clear. Can I see that I do have the capacity, and therefore it's hard for me to imagine someone who doesn't? But I'm with someone who doesn't. Feeling clear. Is it okay for me to recognize that as an issue or a problem for him, without it being a problem for me? Feeling clear. Can I see that I don't have to use that word? Take
0: it personally. Feeling clear.
2: Can I recognize that I can see it objectively? Feeling clear. Is it true that if I saw it as a deficiency, I could actually help? Work on it. Feeling clear. Can I see that I could even devise ways to improve that muscle? Feeling clear. Could I do it with
0: compassion? Feeling clear.
2: Couldn't I do it with love? Feeling clear. Couldn't I do it with sarcasm if I want? Feeling clear. (laughs) Couldn't I do it playfully? (laughs) Feeling clear. Can I recognize that far from being powerless in this situation, I got a
0: lot of power? Feeling clear.
2: Isn't it time for me to take my power back?
0: Feeling clear hey okay. it's a beautiful thing and i'm going to bring it up cuz there's always this the realm of um bringing us back down to the zero that makes me giggle and i don't i'm sure that's part of it in a way but it helps me feel like we don't have to take this stressful reaction so seriously and it tunes down that anger because all the things you said are i mean like we said, they could be right on the nose or like close to it. But I think anyone that even just listened to that could completely relate in so many different realms and already like the weight is lifted or down probably a full three steps to like a, th- like a three, because there's still some room there. There's still some doubt there or uh, frustration still lingering, but could have one more quick round. Absolutely. Let's give it a go.
2: Isn't it important for you to know that I'm going to master this thing?
0: Feeling clear.
2: <laughs> Can I recognize that this isn't going to beat me? Feeling clear. Can I see that I feel a little foolish that I'm dealing with such a petty thing and I have such a
0: big reaction? Feeling clear.
2: What if it's not a petty thing? Feeling clear. What if the way that it made me feel and the experience that it gave me was that I wasn't seen, I wasn't heard, and I wasn't respected? Feeling
0: clear. Feeling clear.
2: Is it important for you to recognize that none of that is true, but there does need to be some work done? Feeling clear. Can I accept that that work can be done? Feeling clear. Can I come to a new understanding that's more empowering in a way that I can actually navigate the situation? Feeling clear. Can I hold it over him and dominate him?
0: Feeling clear. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling clear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can Can I trust that I can be in a position of power in this issue. Feeling clear. Can I recognize that I'm loved, that I'm respected, that I'm appreciated, that I'm honored? Feeling clear. Can I see that even when he said that, I thought I was lying?
0: Feeling clear. (laughs) Can
2: I recognize that it's actually true? Feeling clear. Can I see that sometimes a partner out of their ego will cover it up by being obstinate and arrogant when in fact they're just insecure?
0: Feeling clear. What if I knew that it was his insecurity? Feeling clear. What if I knew that it was his
2: inadequacy? Feeling clear. Can I accept that and be compassionate? Feeling clear. Can I even have fun with it? Feeling clear. Can I see that it lets me off the hook? I don't have to suffer. Feeling clear. Is it important for you to receive that love, to receive that respect, to receive that honor?
0: Feeling clear. Yeah. It's 100% doable. They're all, it's all going to be, yeah, it's, it's all going to be done. And it's, it's all this, um, I think a lot with the way the world's set up today too, is unfortunately we can't have one person just bringing home the bacon anymore. It just doesn't work like that anymore. So how do we best make sure that we're both feeling supported? That's like been the biggest thing that I've been talking about lately is just support, support. And it means so many different things. And I like referenced it on my yoga mat today. I was like, you know, when we do a modification, like I'm finding you another limb to bear weight with the other limb to support you to get to the level of being able to put it on one. And it's the same thing, I think, in a relationship. It's like, there are these times where one is feeling like they're coming down and the other one kind of swoops in and gives that level of support and it comes as something so small as like, can't you just help with the dishes or whatever it is, like as we're, yeah. you know, talking about right now, but it's, it's a bigger thing. And then you don't have to go into this attack mode and you can kind of go in and talk about it.
2: Yeah. And you know, that's the key, I think communication, right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to communicate when you're hurt or and when you feel slightly angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I don't even want to communicate, but right. you get these feelings out of the way. We just did what three minutes work. Right. Yeah. You get These feelings out of the way. Oh, now you can talk. Now you can communicate.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you can punish him properly. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. I'm but kidding. I know. I, I know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right though, and you can see it in in a in a deeper picture because we're not. So that's like the biggest thing too that I've learned. Obviously, not reacting. And my husband and I have been together for eight years. We just got married though, about a year ago. Um, we just celebrated our one year anniversary. Wow! Congrats. So Thank you. It's been um, a lot with different things. So I always say it's it's intriguing to go through the motions in a different way now, obviously, being married, but at the same point, like you know, still learning through, you're still learning through, and you continue to do so from what I've only heard from the wisdom of others. It's like we're constantly growing. we're constantly learning how to continue to communicate in our best way with each other.
2: Absolutely. You're you know, even though you were together for those years. You're in a different world now. Right. And, you know, the rules are different. The landscape is different. You got to navigate it. Yeah. And, you know, the key, you know, this the key is communication. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. So that brings me to your book. If we can talk a little bit about that. Oh, sure. Um, Would love to know, you know, obviously, you said to us from like the beginning, 30 ish minutes ago, about chatting about trying to develop uh, a more solid relationship, if I may, like trying to better relationships. So when did the book come about and tell us a little bit about that?
2: Well, my, again, I, I told you a little bit of my first love affair, my first relationship. You know, I fell madly in love and got what I deserved. Okay. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know how to navigate it. Had a lot of expectations put all my needs on it. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
2: you know, that's going to collapse any relationship. It's just not going to bear the weight of everybody's needs. Right. Right. And so I learned an awful lot from that. And, you know, I like to make mistakes once and then learn from it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so from that point on, I made a study of relationships and I really determined what works and what doesn't work. What are the essentials here? And how do you navigate these essentials in a way that you get what you want? Right. And, you know, part of the premise was we go into a business partnership with so much more scrutiny than we go into a relationship. We don't know so many different things about our partners. You know, right. last night's class, for instance, yeah. I, gave them six, I gave them 50 questions to discuss with you, yeah, I know it's dangerous,
1: no, I love that
2: to discuss with your partner right and in in a wide variety of of subjects like money and and sex and and race and and you know everything that you would want to know, like what do you think of this and what's your spiritual orientation and you know how do you feel about money and and so exploring getting to know each other you know I, I talk about. Learn each other like a book, read each other, learn each other, always be learning, right? Mm -hmm. And always be courting each other.
0: Yeah. Because that's what's going to
2: keep the romance. The minute you start taking things for granted, we're all in trouble, right?
0: Mm.
2: But really, it's about what you need, what you want, and what you expect, and what they need, what they want, and what they expect. And when you can match those, then you've got the beginnings of a contract and then you can navigate it and understand this is who we are. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the book teaches you, it goes through it step-by-step on how to build that, what to expect, what are the pitfalls, what to watch out for, how to create a meaningful contract in a way that you can actually partner in an intelligent way and get what you want, get what you need.
0: Yeah. Remind everyone what the book's called again.
2: It's called Love Games, The Hidden Rules of Relationship.
0: And where can everyone find it?
2: You can get it in Amazon or um, uh, Barnes and Noble or
0: anywhere pretty much anyplace. anywhere Anywhere that sells Anywhere book.
2: books are sold.
0: Anywhere books are sold.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so how do you feel? So now we talked about, you know, what the paradox process is. We gave an example. We talked about its history. If you could accompany the paradox process with the word self-care, how do you feel that those two maybe coincide.
2: Yeah, um, and I do think it's a luxury. By the way, thank you. I, I think you know one of the, one of the things you're well. We'll get to that in a minute, but okay, it's the best kind of self care because it's being with yourself, it's mm. being with you, and understanding you, seeing yourself through the eyes of compassion and understanding, and mm-hmm. Not judging yourself, right? But, but observing yourself, seeing what's working and seeing what's not working. I don't look at like, oh, this is wrong and this is good. I look sure. at this is working or this is not working, right?
0: But yeah, because we have those negative notations like winning or a loss, and like, yeah. what do we have when we lost? We're lo- Like someone right. had just said that to me the other day. They're like, if you, it's a loss and you're a loser, no, that's like not the energy you want. So I love those too.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, in terms of self-care, I I do this work every day. And I wouldn't go without it, not because it's any obligation or or even habit of the mind, but because things come up. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got issues to deal with, even going out the door, we've got issues to deal with. And I want to deal with it without pain, without guilt, without fear, in my best self. And the funny thing about this process is yes, it seems like a lot of self-reflection, but where it puts you is in the moment. It brings mm-hmm. you to the present because when you're free of all that emotional charge, you're right here. And right. so I think it's an ultimate tool of self-care.
0: Yeah. And since we kind of chatted about it earlier, what is the, what is the morning routine that you're encouraging ah, us to use? Yes.
2: Yeah, in order to eliminate that toxic dialogue and replace it with a positive one, right? Mm-hmm. So, you take a minute in the morning and you're going to. This is a little harsh, so you got to be objective. About it. You state every judgment you have about yourself and you mm-hmm. say judgment clear after each one, right? Okay. And sometimes you can do it in the third person, it gets a little easier. Oh, yeah. Like she's really messed up. Judgment sure. clear. You know, she's out of her mind. Judgment clear. A little more objective, right? But you take 60 seconds and I literally time it on my iPhone. Right. Sure. And you run through all those judgments and you clean it out. Don't take it seriously. Don't take it personally. Just do the work. Part two, you're going to state all, everything positive about you that you've heard from others that you feel about yourself or that you'd want to be it can even mm-hmm. be aspirational. And you state it as already accomplished fact. Mm-hmm. Right? She's incredibly prolific. And amazing in her presentations, affirm clear. She's funny and personable and charming, affirm clear, blah, 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 right? And you really build up that positive internal dialogue. You do this every day for a month, and I guarantee you that your life will change. I guarantee you that that dialogue will change.
0: And then it's, but it's, and it's all about that. It's that commitment to doing it as well.
2: That's the and, the, part. and
0: the morning routines, they they are easy and they're hard. And then sometimes the alarm clock doesn't go off or whatever, whatever happens, you know, and we've all been there. But oh, yeah. it is it's, it's a practice throughout these things. And there's so many any like, I don't even want to use the word woo woo, but like um, <laughs> cheerleading kind of uh, a cheerleading kind of podcast in a masculine way, in a feminine way, in whatever way that you're like listening, you're like, yes, like I am ready to conquer the day after those podcasts. They all come back to the same thing. And they're like, I have specific routines. I have certain things I do. And people ask me, is it, is it mundane? Is it boring? Is it, do, do I feel obligated to do it? And they're like, after a while, it's just what is. It is just part of my morning.
2: Yeah, I like to tell people it's like brushing your teeth or washing your hands, you know? Yeah, you just do it. And it's not even a chore. It's, and it's just
0: two minutes.
2: Yeah. You get dressed in the morning. So get dressed mentally, you know, do the mm-hmm. work. But mm. I, I have a lot of compassion for people saying it's hard to do because sure. it is right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of face yourself and deal with this stuff and kind of reconcile it and move through it. But yeah. again, that's a muscle. You build that muscle and you're going to get stronger you're going to get more powerful and you're going to get clearer about who you are. And the payoff is in the world. You're a better person. You're more productive. You're more powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, I mean, you've touched on it anyway, but how do you, how do you, uh, how do you self-care? Like what's your favorite form of self-care? Maybe ways that you feel that you stop and take inventory and process your feelings. I think,
2: you know, I'm an introvert. And so,
0: My husband is too. (laughs) You guys must have talked before the podcast.
2: We had, we had words. And (laughs) I'm I'm
0: clearly an extrovert if you couldn't pick up on it.
2: No, I got that. Um, So I'm going to be an advocate for him for a minute. Okay, Um, That one of the most important things for me to do is to have time with just me, Mm -hmm. right? To have time to myself. And you have no idea how important it is. Because that's when I'm going to recharge my batteries. That's when I'm going to kind of recalibrate and reset and kind of get centered and grounded again. It's essential in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And some people don't understand that. You, Mm. You know, they're like, hey, come on, what are you doing? And no, that's critical for me. That's most important for me.
0: Yeah. He said, um, we were talking the other day too, just about like having land and him, he was growing up in the UP and just talking about how uh, he was like, you know, something that I had as a kid was like, I I had land to walk around on and think through my thoughts and recharge and reground wow. myself. And I never really like thought about it in that way. Cause I, I, when he's gone, he's uh, in the Navy too. So sometimes when he's gone and he's not here, I get like, Stir crazy in the house or like being by myself, mm-hmm. like talk to the dog, like you know, and then I get <laughs> bored with talking to the dog, and then eventually I'm like, I need to go out and and I need to go, you know, chat with other people and recharge um that way. And so when an introvert and an extrovert are together, I don't know if you and your wife are this way or not, but if we you are. have any friends that are okay. If you have any friends, what is like maybe give us a little caveat that you've maybe found. That makes you each understand those ways that you each recharge over time.
2: Yeah, I've I'm very understanding about the need to engage, to be with people, to get your energy that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I get that. That doesn't work for me, but I get it, right? And so yeah. I'll give a lot of room for that. And she understands that. It's like I'm going in now. I'm
0: in the zone. <laughs> I'm going in my Iron Man mask. That's a vibe I was getting from.
1: <laughs> Do not come into the suit. That's it. This is
2: my. This is my space. Yes. But yeah, so we're very generous with each other in our time and our space, and and we've understood that this is how it. This is how it works. And mm-hmm. again, it's mm-hmm. not personal. It's just this is how you're built. This is how I'm built. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good advice too again it's that not taking it personally so do you have any non-negotiables like current or always and everyone and you can take that in any way non-negotiables to me are just like certain things that i truly need to actually make that luxurious self in my life we are we are in the process of wanting children and i know that my biggest thing that i love is sleep and i know that i'm going to have a lack of it which is going to be a whole new process for me But I do, I'm very adamant, like a non-negotiable is like, I must get eight hours. So if I need to be up at five, Mm. I'm going going to bed much, you know, I'm going to bed at eight, which sounds crazy, but like, just so I can get those hours.
2: Yeah. One of my non-negotiables is I spend time with family, family and extended family. And that's critical to my week. Gotcha. Regardless of everything else that I'm doing, I touch base there. And that's very grounding for me. Um, Things that I won't tolerate are toxic people, Mm -hmm. right? That I have no interest in, you know, go your way. No, thank you. But yeah, uh, touching base with family, um, certainly getting out. (laughs) I have this thing about, your husband would appreciate this, of walking on grass, right? Yeah, yeah. That every day I want to be walking on grass. Shoeless? No, no. Okay,
0: okay. I didn't know if it was like a grounded thing. I wanted to to ask.
2: I like that, but no. Yeah. Are you kidding in these public parks? No.
0: No. (laughs) That's true, right? You are in Manhattan, correct?
2: I'm working in Manhattan, but we moved to Kew Gardens once we had a kid.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I had first heard about you. Well, I heard about you through Teresa, but I heard the backstory of everything through some of my friends that still listen to the show or still performing. Any any chance you kind of want to touch base on that in any different way? Because uh, as a performer in life, gosh, if someone put turned me down that much on a daily basis, how would I recharge that? So understanding why we all have our our insecurities. And I hate to use that as a negative, but like it is, it's a lot of rejection and I'm in sales now and I find it, you know, I'm like, how are people, how are you feeling down about this? Like, so we win some, we lose some moving on. Like, and I have a different approach to it because of the fact that I grew up, you know, for months at a, years at a time where you're going through audition processes, you're getting one job from going to like hundreds of auditions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My wife is a performer, she's Mm. a Broadway actress, and I marveled at her ability to handle all that rejection. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, this is making you incredibly strong, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, talk about not taking it personally, right? That you've got muscles you don't even know you had. Mm -hmm. And so look at you, you're more powerful in the world. You know, Mm -hmm. rejection to you is just next. Okay, next, right? To somebody else, that would be devastating. I do work with a lot of performers and we do work on those issues because you know there's some of the most sensitive people in the world too. Yeah. And you know, you don't get a role even fighting for or vying sure. for heartbreaks. And so, you know, I put them back together.
0: Yeah. We, those that morning routine too seems like it would be something that would be really good for that. Absolutely. And,
2: you know, there's a whole protocol for um, going on auditions and and working through that and the fear and the attachments and, you know, getting light on your feet and, again, not taking it personally and being powerful, having small achievable goals in the room so Mm -hmm. that it isn't just about, I
0: need this job, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So we work the system.
0: Yeah. And the last thing I did want to touch base on is persona clear.
2: Ah, Yeah.
0: Because my wedding day, everybody expected me to be a high, strong bride. I think everyone was prepared for it. Like they thought that that's like where I was going to be. And I was the most Zen person. I don't take Xanax. I'm not judging anyone who does. I didn't take anything that day. And I was like, I woke up and I was like doing some dishes at the place that we were renting at. And I did a whole breathing exercise, morning routine, stretch persona clear, woke up like easy peasy at 6 30 AM and did it all. Also I thrive better when the days are longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sun was like working yeah. with working in my favor. It was in June, but I think the persona clear more than anything, because I had so many cooks in the kitchen My parents owned the venue I was going to. My dad was very opinionated. My parents are also divorced. I was dealing with like new family coming in, strong personalities of my friendship groups. They all got along very well. But like, I think the persona clear helped. And then like having Teresa's beautiful face as she did my makeup the day of my wedding too. Shout out to her uh, for both her paradox process skills and her um, makeup skills. But I was just so calm. And I want to talk a little bit about a persona clear because I think it's so important when you're walking into a space that is, you know, is going to be hot.
2: Yeah. So persona clear is about deciding how you're going to be in a situation and the outcome that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to some people, they think it's magic, right? It's like, wow, that works so amazingly. That was so... But the reality is... No, you're ordering your mind. You're directing your mind. Okay? You're the director. You're allowed Mm -hmm. to tell your mind what it's supposed to do. And when you do it with the keys, it goes down to a subconscious level. And that's what's going to show up. And that's really fun. That's really exciting. When we first discovered personas, we were like, this is some kind of voodoo shit, right? Yeah. Um, Because it not only changes you, it changes your world, right? Right. Right. Everything goes right. But again, it is a system where you decide this is how I'm going to be. And mm-hmm. this is the outcome I'm going to get. And you turn on the key and miraculously, it all shows up that way. I yeah. think as far as fun keys, and there are a lot of fun keys, by the way, but that's one of the most fun. though. Yeah.
0: And how many keys do you have? Because I know that there are some that we use a lot.
2: Over time, and, you know, I've been doing this since 1985, so you can imagine. I have worked Steadic. on it steadily,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I like to have a key for every nuance of a feeling, every feeling. You know, so there's detach clear, and there's feeling clear, and there's worry clear, and there's story clear. There's a variety of keys, but we give you the keys. You know, usable for you, it's probably 20 keys that you get to play with. Mm-hmm. If you have an appetite for more, we certainly have more, but I want people to master the ones that they have yeah. so that, because, you know, you got a set of tools and the right tool for the right job. You use them appropriately. You're going to get very skilled at it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to render life the way you want it to show up. And for me, that's fun. I am a control freak. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. exactly. You're right. Right.
2: I would say reformed, but I'm not. Okay. But <laughs> And so when you have an intention, when you're clear about it, when you clear everything standing in the way of it, it's going to show up. It's going to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. And I that's like been something too. like we we go through these processes and I'm sure you can adhere to this, not just from me in a relationship as well, but. We do. We have this sense of like, especially for those of us who maybe dated later in life, or those of us who are in our mid thirties, coming out of a relationship, starting something brand new. We're we are developed. We're very set in our ways at this point in our life, and and thinking and not. It's really hard to and you. It's such so simple when I think about it this way, but it's, sometimes it's so hard to trust your partner is going to be able to help you out. You mm. think they can, you want them to, and you know that, but then when you come down and you're like, oh, if I'm trying to help control them, then that kind of means that I don't trust that they can do it the way that I want them to. Right. Or just in general.
2: Yeah, so part of partnering, and this is why I create a contract with people so that yeah everybody knows where they have to show up and what they got to do, right? Right, right. Uh, it eliminates a lot of brain damage, a lot of expectation, but mm. you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with controlling as long as you understand how, if you're Mm -hmm. micromanaging, that's That's not good. That's that's painful. You're not going to control anything. And the more you try to do that, the more out of control you're going to feel. But if, if you manage this, if you manage what's going on here and you're clear about what you want to see happen out there, that's a form of control. That's going to work. That's going to be agreeable to the, to reality, to the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. And also we're so, uh, we're in this day and age, we're so, what is it? Every, like everything's just done like that. We're just Uh, so used you know, we want this quick fix.
2: Yeah. Instant gratification. And
0: and right. And that's why I love that it's the paradox process because everything is a process. It takes time. You're going to try a couple of things and you're going to be like, well, that didn't work this time. And then we like throw it out, but it's a process through anything. So even trying to come at, Um, a specific conversation that's not always going well. Sometimes sometimes it's going to go well and sometimes it's not going to go well, but it's going to be a process to get it to be exactly how you want it to look. It's true. So I
2: tell people, look for incremental changes. Mm -hmm. Work towards small achievable goals and incremental changes because it is work, you know? Right. I think it's a lot of fun, Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: it's work right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But, you know, so is working out at the gym, so is yoga, so is so many different things in life. Yeah, They take work, they take application. But the difference is, deal with the things that get you the outcomes you want, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so you invest in your own mind, it's going to yield, it's going to cooperate. The mind is indifferent to the programming it's in, right? It doesn't care. And so you can get rid of the old and put in the new, like, let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's be happy. Let's be successful. Let's have fun.
0: Yeah. And I love what you said too. And if there's anything that I can say to take away that's was huge for me, that's still sticking in my brain is like, we dre- We do, we dress ourselves every day. Why aren't we dressing our minds in the process?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: take that in, in so many different ways. Do you have anything end cap that you'd like to, to leave us with? And then we have to uh, touch base on all the fun ways people can find you and um, reach out to you in all the different ways as well.
2: Yeah. I would say that I suffered for too long, right? Because I didn't know that you don't have to suffer, right? Mm. And, you know, I just want to tell people that you don't have to suffer. Stop suffering. There's a way, there's a way to get out of your own way. There's a way to get out of that despair, out of that mess that you're in, okay? You're drowning in two feet of water. We can show you how to stand up, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a way out and stop suffering.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think a lot of, I mean, there's definitely times that we can all hear that for sure. And then where are all the fun places we can find you, Thomas?
2: Okay, you can go to the website www.paradoxprocess.org. And that's sort of the gateway to everything else. As you know, I teach a Monday night class, and we work through different topics. As it happens, we're on love again. Here we go. <laughs> love keeps coming around, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but I think it's a great topic. And it's one that people think they should know and don't. But anyway, we've got a Monday night class that uh, starts at eight o'clock and you can drop in, you can go to the website and sign up for it. We do a free class on Thursday at seven for anyone who just wants to dip their toe in. You don't even have to be exposed. You don't have to turn your camera on. Um, You can see what this is about and see if it makes sense to you, right? Yeah, we are. that you offer that. um, You can sign up for the newsletter on the website. We are doing a retreat to Costa Rica to do some intensive work.
0: Oh nice. One that
2: That's the July 31st to August 5th. We're going to okay. do a 5-day intensive and really slam it and, you know, it starts with a sunrise meditation and it doesn't stop until we fall down, right? Love it.
0: That's amazing. What a that'll be awesome. Is this your first time doing anything um offsite or is this a Oh no no no. Thing?
2: We we've done retreats all over the place. We've done them in Tibet. We've done them in in China. We did it in Ibiza.
0: We like to
2: go to beautiful places and do great work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's take in the beauty and then find the beauty within our mind and soul. And
2: we play too, by the way, because I'm I'm going paddle boarding. There we go.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. No, I appreciate your, uh, your time so much and what you've created and it's truly been helpful for me. I always wish that I could do, you know, can do more and, There's only so much that we can do. And even the little bit that I've done has just truly been helpful when I am doing it actively. And again, it's a process. It takes time. So it also takes practice.
2: Absolutely. Any little bit as you turn into the light, that's good enough. Yep,
0: exactly. Well, thanks so much for your time. And um, we'll have to touch base again soon.
2: Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. I like your energy. I really did. Thank
0: you. I love I love yours too. Clearly I keep coming back for more. So <laughs> <laughs> In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia